me and a group of fellow travelers for a short course on what we've been calling eating disorders. This is going to be a course that comes with a lot of support materials and audio presentations and then a group experience. What we've been doing so far hasn't been working. If you feel stuck in any sort of pattern with food, this course is really going to help you get the tools to come out of that stuck place and finally develop the beautiful path of self-love and self-care and be supported and nourished in your life by that love. You'll find the information in the show notes. Get in touch. And if you miss the live call, you're going to be able to get the recording. See you there. Hi, I'm Melissa Meter, and this is the Synchrosoma Podcast. Remember to subscribe. Find me at Instagram at Synchrosoma. My email is synchrosoma at gmail.com and on the web, synchrosoma.com. When you think about Stephen Hawking, what do you consider to be his most prominent feature or character point or what is it? Is it that he's a man? That he was in a wheelchair and had a chronic debilitating condition? Was it his genius? Like what makes him Stephen Hawking? Would he have been famous for being a man? Would he have been famous for being in a robotic, fancy wheelchair? No, no. What makes Stephen Hawking Stephen Hawking is his soul, his mission, his purpose, his life on earth, his fulfillment of his duty as his soul, what he came here to incarnate to do. That's what makes Stephen Hawking Stephen Hawking. It's really sort of interesting and makes a good movie that he also went through a pretty intense physical decline and um you know all the kind of relationship drama and all of that but Stephen Hawking would have been Stephen Hawking with or without the wheelchair and with or without being a man he would have been himself doing what he did. Now, you could argue that because he was a man, he was found and discovered and and came to the forefront. Um, and if he was a woman or a non-white person, maybe he wouldn't get the same recognition. That's totally possible. And um, we see tons of evidence of that in all kinds of ways. But but just for the sake of what I'm arguing here, which you maybe have figured out, is that what makes you you is not what your constraints are or what your... It might help to facilitate your growth. I mean, there's a very good chance that that, that trap 
that Stephen Hawking was in facilitated his development psychologically and psycho-spiritually, although I don't know if he believed in any of that kind of stuff, but <laughs> but uh, he certainly believed in space, and there's no better way of understanding consciousness and and who we are than considering the vastness of the universe. So <laughs> he's, he's one of us. And, um, and anyway, his development definitely could have been facilitated by the, the difficulties of his trap. And that's true for all of us. We are not defined by our trap, but it's a, it's a good, there's a good chance that our trap is one of the main, like a petty tyrant or a best enemy, the trap helps us to evolve spiritually in ways that we, we couldn't if we're comfortable and have an easy life. The, the thing about, I always say that ease and comfort inhibit spiritual growth. And I, I, I honestly think that's true. You see people all the time that have it pretty easy that still have issues or, or they, they get so much ease that at some point they think, you know, if they have enough consciousness training in some way or enough, you know, uh, mysticism in their blood, or if they are curious about reality and not stumbling into hiding from fear too much, there's a, there's a quest that takes a, a person over no matter how easy your life is. But, but in general, if you've incarnated into this reality and you have a set of challenges and difficulties, that's, um, going the, all of those things are going to be, uh, funneling you in a more tight or constricted, uh, path to your purpose. And this kind of takes us to the, the wounded healer archetype or the wounded hero, as I like to consider it also the woundedness of the of of being trapped the woundedness of trauma of our personal history is what makes us for some reason pushes us along the path it is now depending on how we consider the wounding now if if we think we need to get over the wounding or get away from the wounding or heal from it, there's a good chance we're not going to benefit from it as initiation in the same way. Aaron Ralston comes to mind also. He's the guy that went on the journey, I think in Utah. He wrote a book called Between a Rock and a Hard Place. He's the one who got stuck for 127 hours and eventually dismembered himself in order to continue living. And at the risk of death and everything else, and it took him days and days to come to that conclusion, but he, um, he wounded himself. He became wounded. He became trapped. He, um, I don't want to give too much away in case you want to, uh, hear from him, his story, because it's one of the most fascinating stories I've ever heard. And I happen to have the luxury of hearing him tell the story and lead me on that exact trail through an app, through the uh, uh, app on my treadmill, 
um, I walked with him down that path over a series of hikes to the spot where he was trapped. And he told the whole entire mystical story and of everything that happened to him and how he grew and evolved. And the, the climax of the, the story of course is when he, and then of course he, he survived because he lived to tell the tale and they made movies about it or a movie about it. And, and in the movie, he even had more psychedelic and mind blowing experiences during the making of the film that, uh, brought him even more growth and, and shifting and changing who he thought he was into more of who he, he is now. But this, this idea of the wounded hero surviving the trap and he considers that experience one of the best things that ever happened to him in his life. So if we want to learn from Stephen Hawking and Aaron Ralston, and probably you can come up with, I have my own personal hero. I was, uh, I grew up with an aunt who was disabled and blind. And I had the, the fortune of, having years and years with her as a child until I was in my twenties, um, when she shoved off the planet, but boy, that the most heroic person I've ever known in my life. She, um, became a counselor who spent time with hardened criminals in jails. She, she volunteered doing her counseling, um, with, people who were considered extremely dangerous and she would be, um, at their mercy alone with them, blind and disabled and counseling them. And that's what she chose to do with her gifts and magical powers. And so you probably have some heroes too. You could think of some wounded heroes that performed miracles and, um, brought something to this world that was above and beyond or potently more, um, effective than other people. And, and all of this is to say that not only are you tasked to fulfill your quest in whatever body you're in, but it is the exact so-called problems, which are actually opportunities that you have in your physical experiences in your, um, life that help you to fulfill your purpose and your mission. It is the exact things that, that you might think at this point are inhibiting your growth because of what finances or something that, that you don't have the abilities that other people do because you think you need to go to South America and take an ayahuasca trip or something. You don't, you don't need money to go to South America and take a trip or you, you don't, you, you, whatever your constraints are right now are the things that if you turn towards them and you decode them and you, and you, and you take ownership of them as 
this is when the heroes, the heroes, uh, problems or blockades sprout into the right kind of Excalibur sword that can cut through the, the problem or the blockade and free the hero to the next thing. The very thing in your hand that you think is inhibiting you becomes the thing that sets you free. There, there's something also to be said for the walking the edge, putting yourself in some sort of dynamic situation that brings about the heightened experience, whether it's a hike or, you know, the, the fool card is the one I always think about where you're dancing on the edge there. And, and we don't see what happens next, but in, at least my fool, fool tumbles off the edge of the cliff, but, but sprouts wings because a fool would, a fool would be, um, not thinking that anything else could happen besides getting the exact tool I need at the exact time for this exact difficult experience. So if you're, if you're cozy and you're sitting there in your comfort and your ease and you're not really getting your spiritual work done or your soul evolution happening, you've got to make it a little harder. You've got to tumble off some cliffs. You've got to get to the edge of your comfort, what I call the discomfort zone. You got to get in there and start uh, making a little bit of turmoil for yourself. Most of us have enough turmoil <laughs> to, to, but, but some of us don't. Some of us, or we have medicated it away, or we have drunk ourselves into some sort of like quiet, uh, buzzy comfort, or we take, you know, we do some kind of drug or substance, or we get the doctor to prescribe us a medication, or we, you know, we, we just do anything in our power. We numb out with TV or we do whatever. So if you're, if you're, if you're either too comfortable or if you're avoiding pain through, um, trancing yourself out with TV or, or drugs, quit it, quit it, get to work, you know, get to some deeper stuff. And my course shadow stalking 101 is here. There's a, there's a, a, a journey in that course called a simulated dark night of the soul, which is meant to kind of offer up this opportunity to start making things a little edgier and but but you can do that also by heading into more this is what you know weightlifting is this is what um volunteerism is this is this is we are pushing the edge of our comfort in order to grow this is how muscle this is how muscle is built and bone is built you, you can't lie in a bed and build your muscle or your bone. You have to stress the muscle and the bone in a dynamic and a conscious way. So let's just take these last moments here to just take a deep breath and exhale and welcome some consciousness coming in to where we might have made things a little too easy, too relaxed, too gentle, 
or where we may be pushing away from the discomfort that we have available right now. And if you've got a, a petty tyrant or a best enemy or a, a problem slash opportunity right now, just, you know, allow yourself to turn towards it. Face your arm trapped by the rock with your magical Excalibur sword in your hand. Face it. Look at it. Make a decision to live. Make a decision to go through the dismemberment so that you can remember your purpose and your mission here on earth. If you enjoy the content here or you read my Instagram posts and you enjoy that content, one way you can really help me is to share it with your friends and people you really care about. I'm dedicated to bringing somatic shadow integration practices to anybody who wants tools they can use on their own for their inner work and feel themselves growing and evolving. I have a lot of courses. There's more stuff coming out this year. The big thing is the heart path. I hope you can join me for that. Of course, you can find Shadow Stalking 101 in the show notes. And I do coaching one-on-one. I also have a series of courses, Slay Your Dragons, which helps us get into our personal archetypes and, and make things that had been enemy or disconnected from us allies in our soul growth. And then we work with the Guardians of Manifestation and Truth. That's sort of like the next layer after Slayer Dragons. And I've started a coach training for people who want to get into this work and make it their vocation. I'm really glad you joined me for this podcast and find me here again next Tuesday for more shadow stalking, shadow integration, and somatic shadow integration practices. Thank you for listening to the Synchrosoma podcast. I'm Melissa Meter, and you can find me here each week with another journey into the known, the unknown, and the worlds in between. If you'd like to get in touch and find out more about what I do, coaching and courses, contact me at synchrosoma at gmail.com, and you can find me on Instagram at synchrosoma. See you next time. Organically Grown on Podcast Farm.